This is the Women in Revival podcast. Today we are continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Jezebel, Dealing with a Depressed Husband. And our topic for today is, Who was Ahab? Today, Deborah will talk about Jezebel and Ahab. Ahab was the seventh king of Israel, and he was the father of Ataliah. Ahab was a wicked king and did not do well in the sight of the Lord, and so was his wife. In fact, she drove him deeper into sin. But we will see the good qualities of Jezebel. In spite of her evilness, during this series, we will see how she helped her depressed husband. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We praise your name, O Lord. Thank you for the series that we have started for a while now. Thank you for the interest that you have in our lives as women and much more now as wives. Thank you for our marriages and your intention for us as wives in that individual marriage. I am praying that as we look at the life of this wife in the Bible again, you will equip our heart to your glory and to your honor. Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. And it is my prayer that as we fellowship together at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ through this podcast, may your heart be revived again. We started this series, Learning from Wives and the Bible. We've been looking at their ordeal the outcome of their ordeal. Do they allow their ordeal to adorn the gospel or do they allow their ordeal to glorify the enemy of God? And we've looked at six wives of the Bible. We broke this particular series, learning from wives in the Bible, into about 11 different series. And so far we've looked at six series and this time we are entering the seventh series. We've looked at Eve and the total stranger. We've looked at Ruth treading the path of widowed. And we looked at Abigail and a house under fire. We looked at many other women. We have looked at Micah. We have looked at Hannah. We have looked at the Shunammite woman. And last time, we actually looked at the Shunammite woman. And this time, we want to move on and look at another woman in the Bible. This time around, this woman is a picture of a negative woman. But from the negativity of her life, we want to see some treasure that if God find it in the life of Christian wives, God could even use that to help their marriages. So this time, we want to look at Jezebel dealing with a depressed husband. Let us go and look at the life of Jezebel as a wife. And how we can learn from that which seems negative and be women who help our individual husbands. Today, let us look at who was Ahab. We want to know who Ahab was. We want to know this man. So let us go first to 1 Kings chapter 16 and we will read verse 28 to 30. And it reads, So Omri slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria. And Ahab's son reigned in his stead. And in the thirty and eighth year of Asa king of Judah, 
began Ahab the son of Omri to reign over Israel. And Ahab the son of Omri reigned over Israel in Samaria twenty and two years. And Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. And it came to pass as he as if it had been enlightened for him to work in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Edbal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. Amen. So we want to look at the life of this king's wife called Jezebel. But before we begin to see what we can learn from the life of Jezebel, we want to look who Ahab was. First, we are seeing here that Ahab was the son of Omri. Omri was the sixth king of Israel. So he was the son of Omri. And he was the son that succeeded Omri after the death of Omri. So Ahab was the son of Omri and the one that succeeded Omri. So he succeeded his father in ruling over Israel after the death of his father. He was actually one of Israel's powerful rulers and he ruled the ten northern tribes of Israel. So we are saying that Ahab was a king. He was a prince, then later became a king. Now verse 29, and in the 30th and 80th of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab, the son of Omri, to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 20 and 2 years. That's 22 years. And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. So again, we are seeing that Ahab was an evil king. He was a terrible king. And now verse 31, and it came to pass as if it had been a lightning for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Elbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. So what are we saying now? We are saying that Ahab was a prince. He became the king after the death of his father, and he ruled the ten northern tribe of Israel. And we saw that he ruled, the Bible says, he ruled for 22 years. And then verse 31 says, verse 30 says, he was actually an evil king. So such was the husband Jezebel married. And verse 31 tells us that Ahab married a woman Jezebel. And if you see the description, Put in that verse 31, the Bible says it's as if it had been a lighting for Ahab to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ahab. As if they were saying, walking in the sins of Jeroboam looks as if it's not sin enough for Ahab. Then he then added another worst thing to it, which was marrying Jezebel. And Jezebel also was a princess. She was the daughter of the king of Zidonians. So anyway, we are just tracing briefly to see who Ahab was. And we have ascertained that Ahab was a king. So Jezebel was a queen. She married a queen. Now, in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 4, the Bible says, For it was so when Jezebel caught off the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took an hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave 
and fed them with bread and water. So such is the wife of this king. She was a very tactful woman. The Bible says Jezebel cut off the prophets in the land. She arose as if she was ruling the land underground on behalf of her husband. Such was the wife of this king. And it is my prayer that as we are going to delve into the life of the wife of this seventh king of Israel, I am praying that we will discover so much for our own lives. You know, we are looking at a, a terrible king, so to say, an evil king, and we are looking at an evil wife. But could there be something we can gain from the life of this woman, how he helped her own husband? I am praying that as we explore this series, we will learn one or two lessons from the life of Jezebel, particularly for those of us who have husbands who are depressed. I know there are some of us who are facing this challenge in some of our marriages. Sometimes we think depression is just a matter amongst women. That there are women who are married to depressed husbands, husbands who are dealing with different and diverse uh, mental health issues. I am praying that as we look at the life of Jezebel, the Lord will grant you wisdom as to how to relate even with your own husband in the midst of his depression. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we will be continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Jezebel, Dealing with a Depressed Husband. And our topic for today is The Root of Depression in Ahab. Today, Deborah will be talking about Ahab's depression and the root of the problem. Ahab wanted to possess a vineyard that was owned by someone else. And so he was depressed because he could not take it. And we will see how to understand the root of depression in your husband. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, even as we continue this series. I am praying that you will once again open our eyes to see, open our hearts to receive what you will show us Lord Jesus. Help us to see what you are saying and help our marriage Lord to reflect even the marriage that you want to see. Please Lord Jesus, you know where every woman is struggling in their own matrimony and I am praying that you will step into it Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. So welcome back to this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible, even as I welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. I trust that this particular series of our podcast has been a blessing to you, where we have been looking at the lives of different wives in the Bible. If you have missed any episode, do go back to our website, www.okofrighteousness.co.uk. And if you want to contact us, 
our contact us page have every information needed to contact us on this series we started looking at sub series 7 jezebel dealing with a depressed husband last time we looked at who jezebel's husband was we saw that king ahab was a king he was the seventh king of israel he was a king that ruled the ten northern tribe of israel he was the son of omri he was the one who succeeded even his father after the death of his father and we saw that he was a king who was married to a princess so on this series we are now going to go on and see what we can learn from the life of queen jezebel the wife of ahab and we are dealing with jezebel dealing with a depressed husband we are bringing now this negative woman but to see what we can learn first jezebel was a princess and i think for me that pain to us that every genuine christian wife actually is a princess our god is the king of the universe so if you have a depressed husband you want to trust god for heavenly wisdom as to how to help that husband even as a princess of the most high god now today i want us to go on to day two as we consider the root of depression in ahab we want to look at the root of depression in ahab so we are going to look at the book of first kings chapter 21 uh, throughout the rest of this series we will be settling on this book of first kings 21 we might divert to other scriptural verses but first kings 21 will be our main scriptures so let us look at the root of depression in ahab let's go to first kings 21 verse 1 to 4 remember we saw when we looked at who ahab was yesterday that he was a wicked king he walked in the ways of jeroboam he did not walk in the way of the lord and now let us now go and see first kings 21 verse 1 to 4 let me read this time from the king james version and i might need to read from another translation and it came to pass after these things that naboth the jezreelite had a vineyard which was in jezreel had by the palace of Ahab king of Samaria, and Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, the Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my father's son today. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my father's. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. Now, let me read that verse. 21 in other translations the new living translation says so ahab went angry and sullen because of naboth's answer the king went to bed with his face to the wall 
and refuse to eat. So we are seeing the underlying reason for Ahab's depression, the root of Ahab's depression. And this is what I believe for every depressed man, for every depressed woman, there is an underlying issue, which is always safe. Me, 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 my this. This is not happening for me. That is not happening for me. What I want is not what I'm saying. And to be honest with you, that is usually the underlying reason for depression because we tend to tend, turn our focus from God and focus it on ourselves. Oh, they are not doing this for me. Oh, they are doing this to me. I'm saying this because I know. So we are seeing the story of King Ahab, the husband of Jezebel, who went to Nabu and asked Nabu to give unto him even Nabu's vineyard. And Nabu says, and because Nabu's vineyard was close to Ahab's house, are you saying, verse 2 says, And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house. So because Naboth's vineyard was near to Ahab's house, he was asking Naboth to give him that um, vineyard so that he can make it a vegetable garden. And honestly, Naboth had the right to say yes or no. But Ahab will not accept a no. So instead, Ahab became depressed. Ahab became angry. Ahab became withdrawn. Ahab will not take a no for an answer. So we see a king who was only concerned about his own need, about his own desire, about his own pursuit, not putting the feelings of Naboth into consideration, not putting the concern of Naboth into consideration. And some of you may be married to such husbands who are only concerned about what they want, what their pursuit is, not caring what the effect might have upon the family, upon you as the wife. You know, such was Ahab. He doesn't, he didn't care. And because he wasn't getting what he sought for, verse 4 says, Ahab went home sullen and angry because Naboth the Jezreelite had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my ancestor. And he lay on his bed sulking and refused to eat. Another translation says, the Good News translation, Ahab went home depressed and angry over what Naboth has said to him. He lay down on his bed, facing the wall, and would not eat. Are you seeing? These are some of the signs of depression. He withdrew from people. He withdrew from the public. He went home depressed. He was in his bed. He will not get out of bed. He will not eat because he has turned the focus upon himself. And the Amplified Bible Classic Edition says, and Ahab already depressed by the Lord's message to him, came into his house more resentful and sullen because of what Naboth the Jezreelite had said. So are you saying, because of what Naboth have said, 
Ahab returned home depressed. So we are seeing that the root of depression is self. It's me. I want your garden. You are not giving me. I want your vineyard. You are not giving me your vineyard to get to make it into what I want. Then the man became depressed. And maybe this is the situation in your own marriage. If your husband is not getting what he desired, he turned inward. He turned to himself. He becomes depressed. He becomes whatsoever. I want to say to you that if Jezebel knew how to approach his depressed husband, if Jezebel knew how to help his depressed husband, how much more you? May the Lord give you the wisdom needed even in those moments when it looks as if your husband has caved in into depression. May the Lord give you the wisdom you need when it looks as if your husband is not willing, is not ready to accept even your input. May God give you the wisdom you need to help your husband in moments of dire decision making when it seems it's not, it's not taking into consideration the effect or, the, or what the effect of his decision will make. I am praying the Lord will help you to be able to step in in wisdom to help your husband. I want you to know the root of every depression is self. It's a focus on me. Well, I desire this job. The job did not come through. Then I, I just crawl in into myself. Oh, I desire this. This is what I thought would be because things are not happening the way I expected them to be. Then I shrink in depression. Yes, it's a medical condition. But now, looking at it biblically, the underground reason for depression is because I am focusing on myself. I am focusing on what people are doing to me, on what people are not doing to me. I am focusing on what do people ought to do for me that they are not doing it is because I am focusing on what is happening with others that is not happening with me or what is not happening to others that is happening with me. So depression comes when we shift our focus from God and shift it on what we should get or what we shouldn't get. So I am praying that the Lord will help you to be a wise woman who will step in in wisdom to help your husband, not judging him, not pulling him down, but standing as the help that he needs, even in his moment of depression. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we will be continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Jezebel, Dealing with a Depressed Husband. And our topic for today is Jezebel Approached Her Depressed Husband. 
Instead of leaving her husband to wallow in his depression, she went to him and she talked to him. She approached her husband. She didn't avoid him or argue with him or complain about him to other people, but instead she approached him with the intention of helping him. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your love for us and for your interest in our husbands and in our own lives as wives. Thank you for the reason why you've put us even in the lives of our husbands. Thank you for wives who are dealing with depressed husbands. Thank you for wives who are dealing with husbands who have mental health issues. Thank you as you keep them, Lord, to be of help even to their husbands. Father God, we praise you. We exalt you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to this series again of Women in Revival podcast. We are still going through the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. And we are on the seventh sub-series, Jezebel, dealing with a depressed husband. And I am praying that little we will glean from the life of Jezebel, the Lord will use it to equip our own hearts in the various challenges and difficulty we might be having with our husband, particularly now in the area of their mental health. I'm praying the Lord will help you. I know it can be very challenging, to be honest. It can be very difficult when the man who is meant to lead the home is under depression, be it severe or mild. It will definitely have its toll upon your life as a wife and upon the children. But one thing that I want you to know that is that you are not a mistake in your husband's life. God has he keep you well to be of help to that man. As you get your own sanity well, as you allow yourself to continue to find root in Christ Jesus, and as you find godly community for support, for encouragement, I'm praying the Lord will equip you to be able to help your husband. And can I say to you, you cannot, we cannot overemphasize the weapon of prayer. Be a praying woman. So last time we saw the root of depression in Ahab, which is honestly the root of depression in everybody. It is self. It is me, 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 me. And self has been the problem of mankind after the fall. I, I, I. And I'm praying that as we go forward in this series, the Lord will reveal his heart to us further. So today, let us look at Jezebel's approach at depressed husband. Yes, Jezebel's husband was a king. Yes, Jezebel was a princess and also a queen. But also she was married to a king who was in depression. We saw it in the Good News Translation. So, and also the Amplify. So let us go now and see how Jezebel approached her depressed husband. We are going to read that First Kings 21. We will read verse 5 and 6. And it says, But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? Are you saying? The New Living Translation says, What's the matter? His wife Jezebel asked him, 
what made you so upset that you are not eating? The Good News Translation says, His wife Jezebel went to him and asked, Why are you so depressed? Why won't you eat? So the first thing I'm taking from here, in seeing how Jezebel approached her husband, was she noticed that something was wrong with her husband. And you also, as the wife of a man with mental health, be it depression, whatsoever it may be, suicidal thoughts, you want to be observant. You want to look for triggers. What are the things that happens in the home that triggers this depression, that triggers the suicidal thoughts and whatsoever, even in your husband? You want to be mindful of these things. So Jezebel approached her husband, you see, first, not to accuse him, first not to judge him, but first to know the root of the problem. So Jezebel said, what is wrong with you? Why are you not eating? So Jezebel saw that her husband, the king, was not eating. She saw that her husband was depressed. She was observant of the activity that was going on within her home. And this is something you want to trust God for also to be observant of what is going on in your home, particularly now with your husband regarding his mental health. In verse 6 now, the Bible says, And he said unto her, So you see, when Jezebel asked the husband, not in a rude way, not in antagonistic way, but in a way to offer him help. So the Bible says, The husband said unto her, because I spake unto Naboth the Israelite, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. So are you saying, Jezebel approached her husband. She did not neglect what she was observing in her husband. Having observed, having seen what was going on, sometimes you will notice in your home when your husband is about to get into depression. So you want to watch out for those moments. And as the Lord help you, pray and approach him. What is the matter? To some of them, it could be their business. To some of them, it could be their workplace. To some of them, it could be the financial status of your family to some of them it could be family issue it could be anything so you want to find out dear what is the reason why you are not eating why you are withdrawing for family time what is happening talk to me i am your helper i want to be of help so jezebel approached her husband and she gave a listening ear to her husband and the husband responded and told her what was happening i know there are times when you will ask when the husband may just blush you off when your husband may just respond in a very terrible way because he is sinking the more into the depression i want to say to you don't be discouraged i want you to know that the lord has equipped you to be the wife of your husband even for a time as this for a time that your husband is in now. God has equipped you for that. And James 3 verse 14 to 17. And let's see what the Lord will have for us there. And it says, 
But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. So what are we seeing? The possibility to be embittered against one husband because of his mental state could be there. The possibility to get yourself in striving with your husband could be there. But the Bible says, glory not in that. The Bible says, we must not lie against the truth because this type of wisdom is not from above. If friends have been telling you when you get into depression, do this, how could you be accepting that? Could you be do, doing this for him? How could you be doing that? No, you have a husband that needs a compassionate heart, that needs a wife that will show him compassion. I believe there is no depression that God cannot cure. God can heal your husband through you. So don't handle him. Don't approach him with the wisdom that is sensual. The wisdom that is earthly. The wisdom that is devilish. But instead, we want to approach your husband with the wisdom that is from above. So verse 16 says, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So if you are approaching your husband in strife because of his depression or because of his mental state, there will be strife. Before you know it, your own mental state will start derailing and you don't want that. You want God to help you to be in, in to be intact both for your husband and for your children. So then verse 17 now says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. That was what we saw in Jezebel as she approached her husband. She approached her husband in peace, in gentility. She went to entreat her husband. She went to her husband in mercy and in order to get good fruit. And I am praying that the Lord will help you to seek this type of wisdom, particularly in moments when your husband seems to be getting into depression again. Don't go to him and be saying to him, you see, I know the root of this, your problem is self. It's because you are focusing on yourself. It's because you are just thinking about yourself. You are not thinking about the welfare of the children. Neither are you thinking of my welfare. It's because you are selfish. No, you don't want to do that. You want to trust God to position you well in order to be able to offer the right help for this man. Like I said, seek a godly, encouraging, supportive community where you are spiritually equipped, where you are spiritually fed, where you are spiritually nourished, where you are mentally supported to be able to support your husband, to help your husband, to equip your husband. There are many stories of wives who were married to depressed husbands, husbands with various mental health issues, but as the Lord helps the lives of these wives, they became instruments to help even their husbands also. And today, such husbands are great instruments 
even in the hands of God. And it is my prayer that you will seek the wisdom that is from above, that is first pure, that is peaceable, that is gentle, that is entreated, that is merciful, that has good fruit, that is without partiality. That the Lord will help you not to be sensual, not to approach your husband with earthly wisdom. May the Lord help you to be his own kind of woman, even to that your husband. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we will be continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Jezebel, Dealing with a Depressed Husband. And our topic for today is Jezebel stepped in for her depressed husband. Instead of ridiculing her husband or saying he's not enough of a man or arguing with him, she went and stepped in for her husband. She sorted everything out for him and she told him, don't you worry. Just get up and eat. I will sort out everything. Sister, can you be that wife to your husband? Maybe your husband is in the same situation as Ahab. Maybe he is depressed for a good reason. Maybe he is feeling down. It is your duty as a wife to step in for him and help him. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Sub- on this subject. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We appreciate you. Thank you, Lord, for this series again. And Lord, the plight of wives across the globe. I come before you, Lord, with a heavy heart, praying for all my sisters, Lord, who are battling different issues, even in their marriages, particularly those who are dealing with husbands with mental health, Lord. I come before your throne of grace. I am first asking for grace unto my sisters, Lord, to be able to cope, to be able, Lord, to be in sound mind, O Lord, in order to withstand the devices of the enemy over their husbands, over their matrimony. I'm sure when they married their husbands, they married in love, looking for a wonderful and a blissful home. So, Lord, I am praying that you will help all my sisters whatsoever their background, whatsoever their nationality, Lord. And Lord, you will use them as your battle axis to help even the life of their individual husbands. Thank you, Jesus. Unto you we commit this series unto. Do use it, Lord, to encourage and to equip sisters across the globe who are battling depression, mental health, even in their husbands. Amen. I want to welcome you back to this series and it is my prayer that you will find this series a blessing even as we journey through this particular Women in Revival podcast. We are still on the series Learning from Wives in the Bible and we are looking at sub-series 7, Jezebel, dealing with a depressed husband and we have been looking at the life of Jezebel and her husband King Ahab who was in a season of depression. 
and last time we saw how Jezebel approached her husband to know what was wrong with her husband and we began to encourage each other that we must not approach our husbands while they are in their feet of depression or what do I call it we must not approach them with earthly wisdom with sensual wisdom but we want to approach them in godly wisdom so that God can use us as a means of encouragement a means of support to our own husbands and I also encourage you that make effort also to be in a godly environment a godly community where you are fed where you are being equipped where you are being supported to be able to give the support that your husband needs and i know god is able to bring your husbands out and to make your story even an evidence of god's deliverance to other marriages so today let us go and look at day four jezebel stepped in for her husband Jezebel stepped in for her husband. So we have been looking at the story of Ahab who wanted even the vineyard of Naboth because Naboth's vineyard was quite close to Ahab's house. So he approached Naboth to give him his vineyard. But Naboth says, no, I can't give you my ancestors' inheritance. I cannot give you my inheritance no matter how much you are going to pay. And King Ahab became depressed because he could not get what he wanted. And now we saw last time how Jezebel asked the husband what is the problem. And the husband expressed the problem even to Jezebel. So let us go to 1 Kings chapter 21. We read verse 7 to 14 as we are looking at Jezebel stepped in for her husband. I will read it from the New Living Translation this time. And it says, are you the king of Israel or not? Jezebel demanded, get up and eat something and don't worry about it. I will get you Naboth vineyard. Let me stop there for a moment. So we are seeing in Jezebel stepping up to help a depressed husband. The first thing Jezebel did was to affirm her husband. She said to her husband, are you not the king of Israel? You are the king of Israel. So also, in order to bring help to your husband, affirm his manhood. Say to him, you are the king in this house. You are my husband. You are the father of my children. This is who you are. You may need to go back to what you used to know about your husband, maybe in the days of courtship or in the early days of your marriage. Affirm and reaffirm the graces you saw in him before marrying him. So Jezebel said to her husband, Are you not the king of Israel? And then Jezebel said to her husband, Get up and eat. Find something to eat. What is going on? Don't let it bother you. You don't worry. You see, Jezebel was bringing assurance to her husband. And I think the way you approach your husband in a season of depression or in a season of crisis matters a lot. So Jezebel said, eat, don't worry. I will get you Naboth vineyard. Now, am I saying be making promises that are contrary to the will of God to your husband? Absolutely not. That is not what I'm dealing with. Even though what we see Jezebel doing here was not correct, scheming ways 
to forcefully get what do not belong to her husband and to herself. That is not what I'm asking you to go and do. But I am saying to you that the way you approach your husband matters a lot. You want to reassure him in God's word. Your words to him needs to be words of reassurance, words of encouragement, words of affirmation. Now verse 8 says, now saying how Jezebel stepped in. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name, sealed them with his seal, and sent them to the elders and other leaders of the town where Naboth lived. In her letters she commanded, call the citizens together for a time of fasting and give Naboth a place of honor and then sit two scoundrels across from him who will accuse him of cursing God and the king, then take him out and stone him to death. So the elders and other town leaders followed the instructions Jezebel had written in the letters. They called for a fast and put Naboth at a prominent place before the people. Then the two scoundrels came and sat down across him, and they accused Naboth before all the people, saying, He caused God and the king. So he was dragged outside the town and stoned to death. Now, before I read the last verse, the verse 14, the town leaders then sent word to Jezebel, Naboth has been stoned to death. Now, what is it that we are saying? Remember, we saw the cause of Ahab's depression was because he was interested in Naboth's vineyard. And also, like I said, you want to know the cause, the root of your husband's crisis, of your husband's depression. And we are now seeing that Jezebel, having known, she arose. You know, I was saying to you that seek for yourself a community of godly people. So we see Jezebel also, she wrote letter, even in the name of her husband. She sealed it with seal and she sent it to a community of elders in the town where Naboth lived. So you also, you want to make sure you have a good community who can support you in the season of crisis. Those who may be able to help you with meal, maybe you are unable to cook, you know, whatsoever. Those who may be able to help you with scripture, some may just even send you a verse that may encourage your heart. You want to be with godly women, godly community. And we see that Jezebel, the Bible says, wrote a letter to the leaders where Naboth lived. And the way I am also saying this is, you know, sending encouraging letter to your husband. You can get sticky notes, write encouraging letters, encouraging words, stick it, give them to your husband. You know, look for verses that will encourage your husband, write it out, give out to him. Maybe you've gone to work and you know you left it at left him at home in his crisis. Send him, chat him, text him words of encouragement. And the Bible says, Jezebel sent letter to these leaders and them. She told them what to do, what arrangement to make. And I think you also have that role, that responsibility to, you know, kind of orchestrate, organize an encouraging community for your husband 
Maybe, for example, the children, maybe there's a possibility that the children know what happens to daddy. They know daddy is depressed, things like that. So you want to encourage every member of the family to be a means of encouragement to daddy. Maybe your parents, his parents, know. You want to equip all of them, share with them areas how you think they can be of support, how you think they can be of encouragement to your husband. Maybe your church community knows. You want to share with them how you think they can be a source of encouragement, a source of lifting up to your husband. You know, as I'm speaking now, there is a scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 that is coming to my heart. And I want to quickly read that verse. Ecclesiastes 4, no, from verse 9. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. You see, that is why marriage is good. You can help your husband succeed. Then verse 10. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. Are you seeing? So when your husband is in a season of depression, it's in a season of crisis. You can be a means of help to help your husband. And it goes on, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Are you saying? You can stand back to back with your husband and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Are you saying you, your husband, and God can break even this crisis of mental health issue in your husband? It can break this depression in your husband. Two is better than one. So are you saying so? Knowing this, you are there to lift him up. You are there to support him. You are there to mobilize friends, his friends who already know what he's battling, his family members who, who are aware of his situations, you know, maybe church members who are aware of his situation, how they can play a positive role in bringing your husband out of this miracle. It might take time, but with your support, with your encouragement and with the support of brethren around you, I am sure God will step in beyond your reasoning, beyond your imagination. Don't think your labor is going to go in vain. No, God is able to reward you. And Proverbs 31 verse 11 says, Our husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. That is why you are there now in this season of his life. To bring enrichment to the life of your husband. And before I close, Proverbs 12 verse 4 says, A worthy wife is a crown for her husband. And that is who you are. That is who you are meant to be to your husband. As a Christian wife, you are a worthy wife. And you are to be a crown to his life. Particularly in this season of his crisis. And that scripture says, But a disgraceful wife is like cancer. In his bones, may you not be one who will bring disgrace to your husband. May the Lord help you to help your husband. His mental health issue is not an opportunity to disgrace him, to pull him down, but rather it is an opportunity 
to help him up as you support him with loved ones who can help him as you become a source of encouragement as you send him verses scriptures you know poems writings that can encourage his heart and as you mobilize friends and loved ones to help him just like jezebel mobilized people to bring nabo to death in order to get for her husband what her husband need jezebel was a terrible woman she was an ungodly wife but there are virtue in this woman that we christian wives need to cultivate there is a need to cultivate community for your own personal growth and for support for your depressed husband and it is my prayer that god will help you he who is the third person in your marriage will sustain your marriage and help you to thrive and to be victorious despite what your husband is going through amen This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we will be continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Jezebel, Dealing with a Depressed Husband. And our topic for today is The Taxful Woman. Today, we will be seeing how Jezebel was taxful when it came to her husband. Sister, maybe you're in the same position as Jezebel. Be a taxful woman. Know how to work around the problems you have. Allow your husband to talk to you. Understand what he is going through and empathize with him and help him get out of the depression he's in. Sister, you have a role to play. Be a woman who is tactful, who especially goes before God in prayer. Sister, you be a help. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Father God, for how you have attended to us throughout this series. Thank you for this last episode, and it is my prayer that the Lord, you knows what the need in the life of every wife is, you will step in, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, as you finalize even this series, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast and it is my prayer that this particular series will be a blessing to you. We are still on the series Learning from Wives in the Bible and we are on the seventh sub-series of this particular series. We are looking at Jezebel dealing with a depressed husband and we've done day one to day four and today is the last day of this series. In case you have missed any of this series, go back to our website www.ocofrighteousness.co.uk and search for our podcast by series there you will find this series and any episode you've missed if you want to contact us do feel free to contact us our contact us page has every information that you need 
you can call us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five or send us a whatsapp send us an email and we'll be happy to respond to you or you can actually send us your concern through our website just go on our contact us page and send us a chat and we'll respond as soon as possible so we saw king ahab the husband of jezebel we saw the root of his depression we saw how jezebel approached her depressed husband we saw how jezebel stepped in for her husband last time we saw how she mobilized the community to help out in helping her husband and today we want to look at the tactful woman as a wife to your husband as a wife to a depressed husband to a husband that is battling mental health i want you to know the lord wants to equip you to be a tactful woman even in that man's life and i want to say to you don't be discouraged don't give up don't let the enemy preach sorrow to you don't give up god is able to help you he is able to equip you he is able to turn things around even to his glory so today we are going again to that first Kings chapter 21 then we are going to reverse 15 and 16 and it says and it came to pass when jezebel heard that naboth was stoned and was dead that jezebel said to ahab arise take possession of the vineyard of naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money for naboth is not alive but dead and it came to pass when ahab heard that naboth was dead that ahab rose up to go down to the vineyard of naboth the Jezreelite, to take possession of it amen so we are seeing wicked jezebel who arranged what her husband needed she promised her husband that she was going to get her husband even the vineyard of naboth and she got it now this was a wicked woman this was a terrible wife how much more now you the princess of god you the daughter of god you have a better platform to approach god on your husband's behalf you want to collect back for your husband sound mind and is this possible yes you want to collect for your husband sound mind from above god is able to give sound mind unto your husband you know second john chapter 2 third john chapter 1 verse 2 says beloved i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers are you saying the desire of god is that your husband will be in good mental state the desire of god is that your husband will be in good health that his mental state prospers and it is possible maybe he's on medication please do allow him to take his medication in as much as you are believing and trusting god for freedom for victory let him take his medication as you are seeking the face of god for victory we saw a tactful woman in jezebel she promised that she was going to get what her husband needed and her husband got it 
and for you also. You want to trust God for good, sound health for your husband. Maybe it is a lack of job that has brought your husband into depression. Maybe it is inability to provide for the family that has troubled him thus far. You can go before the Lord and ask the Lord to please provide him the right job so that he can be in good mental state. Whatsoever is the underlying issue, you can take it back even to the Lord and you can collect for your husband good health despite whether he has job or he doesn't have. And obviously, like I've been saying, how you approach in matters, you want to make sure you are not a wife that is, you know, nagging him, complaining and complaining and murmuring at home, making him see his inability to be the husband he ought to be. You ought not to be such a wife. You want to be a wife that encourages your husband, that supports your own husband. That is how you can be a tactful woman, a woman of kind words, a woman of godly words. The Bible spoke of the virtuous woman that the, in her mouth is the law of kindness. You want to speak to your husband with kindness. Proverbs 31 verse 10 to 12 says, Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Are you saying God wants you to be virtuous? and a capable wife to help that husband in his mental state. And verse 11 says, Her husband can trust her, are you saying, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. This is what God wants you to bring. Maybe the Lord has brought you to the finished work of Calvary, and you understood and you are saying that this is the works of the flesh. This is it. Which is true. But how you approach in matters. If that husband is coming to embrace the cross as you have embraced. Your attitude. The words of your mouth. Your approach will matter. The heart of your husband must trust you. He must see that you are bringing him good and not harm. All the days of his life and as the Lord finds you and make you his tactful woman to help your depressed husband to help your husband in his mental state see what will happen that's in Proverbs 31 verse 28 to 31 her children stand and bless her are you saying her husband praises her I know you will have moments of weeping moments of crying moments of sadness but I want you to know your weeping may endure for the night. Joy can come for you in the morning. Your children can arise and bless you. Even that husband that seems depressed today can be used of God tomorrow to praise you. And verse 29 says, There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. And it is my prayer that you will be a God-fearing woman. As you help your husband, maybe you take him to hospital, take him to the doctors, you help him with his medication, you get him in good state. I am praying that the Lord will reward you. I am praying that you will see how much even me, how I cherish your labor over your husband. 
And verse 31 says, Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. I want you to know, it may look as if you are doing an endless labor now over your husband, but only eternity will reward you over your faithfulness to your husband, over your faithfulness to your marital vow to your husband. And I am praying that the Lord will help you to be that tactful woman, to be that virtuous woman, to be that capable woman who will help your husband who is battling mental health issues at this season of life. And I am praying that you yourself, you will not sink into clinical depression, that the Lord will uphold your emotion, he will uphold your thought, he will uphold your mind. And I want to encourage you with Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. As a wife of a depressed husband, I want to encourage you that you should fix your thought on what is true. Are you understanding? Depression is not going to take victory. That is not true. So you fix your thoughts on what is true, on what is honorable, on what is pure, on what is right, on what is lovely, and what is admirable. Think of the early days of your marriage, how you started, and beg God again to bring restoration to your husband's health. And I am praying that you be that tactful woman, that godly woman, you be a godly example to your children. 